0: Uh, Honestly, I think word of mouth, that's the other reason I really love a small community, because if you do things right consistently, the word gets out much faster in a a small community than it does in a city. Um, You get lost in the city, and I think you have to work harder spending more money on advertising.
1: We are looking forward our way. Hi, this is Brett, and with me as always is Carol, but we're on the road visiting Lancaster, Ohio, just southeast of Columbus.
2: Yes, Brett, we are on the road again. We've been doing this a little bit and getting out and meeting folks all over the place. And you know, it is often said that mature adults are the most successful in starting and owning their own businesses, and that's what our topic today is going to be. Needless to say, the past couple of years have been beyond difficult. Today, we're going to explore a small business ownership with my friend, Ava Edmonds, who is the owner of Ava Jewelers in Lancaster. Ava, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Well,
1: could you give our listeners some information on you, your background, how you began to create such beautiful jewelry, and what led you to realizing that it was time to own your own business? And it was that, that was the goal.
0: Um, this store is my second store I, I began my first store in um, Colorado my, my parents were jewelers in Aspen Colorado and then they moved their store to uh, Winter Park and then I helped them a lot in their second store um, uh, then uh, met my husband David who happens to be from Lancaster we started a store in Breckenridge Colorado and sold it successfully to another couple um, deciding we didn't want to live the mountain life any longer. It was a little, it's a little hard to uh, travel and get necessities in those days. To uh, and that was when I was in my twenties. Hmm. Wow. So you, but actually, to start a store
2: that young in life successfully had to be a huge, huge step.
0: Well, a, a lot. I was young. I was twenty-seven, and um, we had been there for. Several years while my son was growing up, um, but at, at a certain point David had a back injury and um, that really required us to, to really sell the business and to move on and find other things to do for a while until mm-hmm. that sort of cured itself. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: okay. So you've got a background in retail, if nothing else, specifically jewelry, so it's kind of helped with this then oh
0: immensely watching my mom and my dad right uh make mistakes and right and do things right you know just being able to watch that was a really great place for me to learn
2: well i can attest to her mother's incredible skills and vision and jewelry i have one of her necklaces um, and listeners, the reason that Ava is with us is because I'm in her shop a lot. Um, so I like buying baubles. I'm trying to convince oh, Brett well, that we're going to go oh, buy baubles today before we go back we, home. We came extremely
1: close to, to recording this podcast in the store. Yes. I'm thinking, okay, yes. you really want to be amongst that jewelry for a long time. While, while I ask the question, your eyes are going to be looking around. Oh, yeah, maybe I get that one. It, you know, it is a little
2: dangerous when the, the owners of the jewelry store know you you by first name and have your cell <laughs> <a> number. <laughs> so uh, so we are we are enjoying this conversation with Ava, but the the end product will be a visit to the store. So, um, to we, we want to give an overview of your business, and and first for those of us those listening don't who don't know Columbus and Lancaster, Lancaster is southeast of Columbus. It's a fairly large city. There are forty thousand people um, living in Lancaster, at least at the last not the most recent census, but the census before. Um, It's located less than an hour from Columbus, so it's a real easy commute. Even though you're located in a small business core, and this is a great place to create a business, um, this is still a journey to develop a business in a smaller city. So tell us about Lancaster and your decision to go ahead and come back to Central Ohio, and uh, what were the first steps that you took?
0: when david and i moved back here our son was really young i think he was just starting school Um, we were living in stoutsville and um, i was still a wholesaler i was creating jewelry and selling to retail store environments and museum shops um, art galleries and so i was traveling a lot to places like cleveland and indianapolis and flying back to denver to service the accounts i had established there and um, all that traveling was hard and um, I was still a one-man operation, still creating the jewelry um, by hand in my s- small studio and um, decided that uh, I, I didn't want to keep doing this road thing. It was too hard. And um, so uh, I noticed that when we moved back to Lancaster, David and I, uh, David's from Lancaster, so we automatically we had the support of his family, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, he's Catholic and, my gosh, so big family, uh, lots of people my own age that I was already hanging out with, and so it didn't feel quite so cold, as just moving um, like we did when I was young, because I'm from a military family. So um, that was part of the decision, and, um, and then from there, uh, we just noticed things like the, the local jeweler was aging out. Okay. And um, the one that was in the downtown area, So we knew we wanted to be in the downtown. Um, I always felt it was more intimate and more um, community-friendly and um, more central to the city than the mall stores. And I just didn't want to be in that kind of a um, setting.
2: Well, and Lancaster has done a (coughs) lot over the years to build the business core. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's better than other times, but... Um, and for those who don't know Lancaster, the festival every year not only bring people in during that period of time, it's a two-week uh, in-July music and art festival and run all by volunteers, and there are thousands of people mm-hmm. who come, come to that. Um, but you get, re- like me, repeat business coming back, people from Central Ohio who know about your store from having
0: visited Lancaster. So there's a, there's got to be some support from the city itself. Oh, the city's amazing. They have this uh, destination downtown Lancaster, mm-hmm. which is a um, uh, run, they've hired a couple people to run the organization and with the membership monies and fundraisers, um, they, they position themselves to um, make improvements in the downtown, Um, physical improvements, plants and, Mm -hmm. you know, trees and cleaning it up and, Mm -hmm. you know, cleaning up the alleys, making them more accessible to, um, the general population. And then also, um, uh, they have a board of a lot of business owners that get together and they, they discuss everything they talk about. And I used to be on the board, but things got a little overwhelming for me. I had a mother, um, become sick and I just needed to back out for a while. So, um, uh, they've been, they also have programs to help, but the chamber too, the chamber has given us, I took a leadership program with them that mentored that, you know, uh, put me together with a mentor when I was first starting the business, um, who owned a really, th- who owns, she's still here, um, a computer technology business that really? she goes around to businesses and she helps them, you know, fix their computer issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she has a, she's a big company. She hires a lot of people. And so she and I would get together for several months for lunch and talk. And she would check in with me and tell, and she, she was a great um, mirror. She was able to help me see where my strengths were that surprised me. I didn't know I had them, Mm -hmm. you know, um, she would, she would admire things that I could do that I didn't know I was doing. And then she would ask questions that made me think about things differently. So. It was a great relationship and that was through the chamber that was through the chamber. That's fabulous. Yeah, yeah it was a really good program. Well,
1: what you just said about you know Main Street <laughs> and we have this idea of Main Street's dying around you know the country which some are but some are like you said, Lancaster's really building up and mm-hmm. such. Um, obviously that wasn't a hurdle. Per se you 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 didn't have to look downtown going is this really the place i want to be thank goodness it was it was a kind of a minor hurdle but at the same time it wasn't a major hurdle as as other the the pieces of starting a business could be uh you know what, what were some hurdles that you did encounter
0: um uh the bank financing was the hard part um was one of the hard parts uh, finding a good location was the other hard part. A lot of the buildings in Lancaster were aging out and people hadn't applied themselves to really making them mm-hmm. uh, user friendly. Mm. So in a jewelry store situation, you really need to be aware of security and, um, Where's the glass placed, and what's the door look like right. in the back? Right. Door. right. Yeah, right. and uh, what's overhead and underneath, and
1: believe in response time from the local police.
0: Right, and they're just a half a block down from me, in my current location, which, which is, is great. which has served as well on one or two occasions. And um, luckily, we weren't there when that happened. Um, uh, and really, we've had no issues for so long now that it's been, you know, it's way in the past. That's good. Well,
2: and so having owned a business before, you sort of had a clue on what the challenges were going to be. So you were able to prepare yourself to meet those challenges in a new location.
0: Yes, I was prepared, but I wasn't. I mean, being a young person, I started a second business when I was 45. And I have to say the SBA had programs that um, we used um, with uh, at the time. The government was really financing a lot of um uh, women startups, mm-hmm. um, and so we got free counseling on our um, our paperwork for the bank. You know our our business plan, mm-hmm. and we got one on one coaching. Um, and she would go and get information for me that I didn't have access to numbers, figures, um, and then they also hired uh, Melody Borchers to help us with our. Um, our QuickBooks, they trained David on how to use the QuickBooks system, which of course I think is essential to any business now. And um, so, that and we actually got coached by a couple of older people who were retired from successful businesses, and we went and talked with them for a while. Mm-hmm. So, everything that we could take advantage of, we certainly used. Good point. And and that is something that we talk about
2: in so many different topics in all of our podcasts is that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, You have to find those experts, mentors, whatever you call that, and Mm -hmm. do your networking to get that information. um, So that, you know, it's not going to be a
0: smooth sail, but to at least get through the high waters. Yeah. The business plan makes you think about questions you didn't about mm-hmm. and, and who is my customer? Oh, my gosh, I hadn't really thought about that. You just think people are going to come pouring into your door. How do you get them to pour into your door and um, make those connections? And right. so there were a lot of things that I needed to have put in front of me to make sure that I understood that this was going to be, you know, more than i thought initially a lot of people think you put a lot of stuff in a storefront you open the doors and you're in business right um there's a whole lot of stuff you do in the background to make sure and staying connected to the local there are free business classes well they're not free you pay ten dollars or fifteen dollars for the lunch Um, by action coach they offer these inexpensive um business seminars through the chamber and we uh, would attend those regularly. I did. And sometimes I'd bring my manager with me or one of my salespeople or my husband would come too, depending on what the subject was. And we'd, we'd attend those throughout mm-hmm. the years.
2: So you, <coughs> some of that help that you received with the SBA, it sounds like it was really good timing because the SBA was specifically looking at female-owned businesses, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think... I guess my original question was going to be, was it harder to be female-owned business to get this help? But it sounds like you sort of had that good timing mm-hmm. there. Was it harder for other people to get, you know, for men to get small business help? I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, probably not. But, um, but I think that that was um, likely... Uh, fortuitous i guess is you know it, because normally that's not the case normally it is harder for uh, women in fact i've had some folks say they don't even bother to do sba they can't get the money right so it so that that is good news though. yeah
0: it wasn't about the money so much because I, I i realized that uh with our situation there weren't there weren't many people who were going to loan us the amount of money i was asking for and um and i learned that fairly quickly and one night I completely threw my hands up and said, okay, I guess this isn't gonna happen. And I was laying in bed and then this idea hit me that I just needed to restructure the way I was thinking about the business, that mm-hmm. I needed to figure out that it doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles and all the, everything in place and all the little things that I thought I had to have to run a business. I went bare bones and really looked at what do I absolutely need. Right. And lighting, for instance, in a jewelry store, that's right there at the top of the list. So I had to spend the big money on the good lighting. Um, and then we cut expenses everywhere else, and security, of course you have to have that. Um, and that's how we, we got started. I, I It felt like an epiphany at the moment, and I was like, okay, I just need to look at this differently.
1: Right. That's a really good point because you want you want to dream. You right. want to dream big because the, 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 those are the goals yeah. that you, you envision. This is what I want it to look like five, or at, at the end, whatever, five years, seven years, whatever, But you got to start somewhere mm-hmm. to get to that five-year point. So some things may have to be pulled back, but be as efficient as possible, but still have that uh, that look you want, mm-hmm. and know that okay, next year we'll do this. Yeah. Maybe next year, or maybe in six months. Well, and it's that's a great that's a good point.
2: And that's a theory of retail too, as to make making change brings people back again. So in some ways, not having everything all at once. Gave you some things to easily move into,
0: yeah. And I actually didn't even have wedding rings. Oh, what jewelry store doesn't have engagement rings? I, that's yeah, I remember when, when I you first started them. When yeah. I started, I thought we could make it on the fact that we had in-house jewelry repair and the goldsmith on-site and uh, retail. But retail is a funny animal. It, it's got it's got its re- really strong cycles up and down, and 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 engagement rings are like um, you know funerals. People are going to pass away, so. You know, people who who uh, offer that service, you know, they don't usually go out of business during bad times. And and engagement rings, people are always getting married. And so I had someone, uh, this time it was a, a somebody who I'd been purchasing. She'd been an artist for over 40 years uh, from Vermont. And she said, you really have to get into wedding rings. And she pushed for it. And she even told me the best company on the planet to do it with, which I did. I went with her because she'd been around for a long time. And uh, they actually do all the work for Walt Disney, too. They, they hmm. produce all of their um, trademarked um, jewelry, and they designed it for them. Wow, you yeah. get your own Mickey Mouse engagement ring. Well, <laughs> I don't sell you it. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that,
1: that's in the next room over. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly.
0: So along the way, people advised me and right. gave me information oh. that was really helpful. And it all just kept unfolding that way and and uh magic there it is it, it's just, right yeah right, right. yeah
1: well you mentioned earlier about other individuals that helped you uh, and still helping you the mentors through the chamber and such like that but you know there are some other specifics like accountants suppliers as you just mentioned mm-hmm. HR experts uh, have you found this to be the case that you need other people on all these or how have you navigated this to find the right people, and what advice would you give uh, other business owners, whether they're at the beginning stages or they've been in business for quite a long time and they're looking for somebody new, uh, because they've grown. You know, Mm -hmm. They've outgrown their accountant and such.
0: We have. We've had, I think, three different accountants at this point in um, the past 16 years, and we have, uh, the one we have currently, we've been with for a long time. We really like uh, one of the women who works there, and there's been a real strong connection um, with her, and she's really good at taking personal meetings with us and spending all the time we need to, to uh, ask the questions, you know, and understand, and she guides us through all of that. Um, they also found us money that the other accountants did not um recognized as a tax deduction within the business wow. so i got a huge check one year because the in the first year or two that we were in business she figured out that that certain things had not so she reapplied all of our taxes and we got this big chunk of money um, there were losses prior to that because of mistakes that accountants had made and um and that those little mistakes can really crunch a business and really put you back on the edge again where you felt like you were finally sort of backing up a little and going, Mm -hmm. Oh, a little more cushion there financially. um, That can be wiped out in one bad mistake. Um, I've made a few purchase mistakes. Um, Luckily they weren't too huge. So, um, you know, caution. (laughs) You have to really think about the decisions you make and not, um, not be too, you know, reactionary to something because I get excited about things sometimes and, and think, oh, this is so great. And nobody else thinks so. So
2: You never know. You, n- uh. you know, but with jewelry, I mean, it's not like food. Thank goodness it's not going to go bad. Right. Um, and at some point in time, somebody's going to catch up with your vision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or and you, want that piece. you put it out there at half price at a real discount, you know, and just <laughs> let it move let on. It you know, yeah. let it go. so Do you think it's harder
2: or easier to find those individuals you need to help you being in a small city,
0: yeah, that's a tough one. Um I you know, initially we didn't have money to to hire a manager. There was no way I could pay thirteen to sixteen dollars an hour uh, right off the bat. Dave and I didn't pay ourselves. Um, I ran the business myself for five or six years alone and uh, managed to get a few part time helpers in once in a while. And my husband would pitch in whenever he could, but he really supported us the first five years. Um, Hundred percent, he supported our household, and then the income he made allowed us to continue to improve the business as well. So uh, we kept investing for the first five years, and I didn't take home a paycheck. So, um, so hiring was not a reality at the beginning, and then uh, part-time help. I used a lot of the girls from the local high schools, um, some of the Fisher Catholic girls, and then some of the Lancaster High girls would come, and they would help us with our little specialty. You know, decorator oh, boxes oh, yes. that we do. Oh yes, and um, if you were,
2: buy a bobble, you get this really cool box with it. Gotcha. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I keep looking at Brett. <laughs> 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 Angie will appreciate my efforts.
0: There you go. There you go. And uh, the thing about young women is that they they aren't jaded. Um, they're still excited, yes, and they yes. have that energy, and you just feel it. So our customers would pick up on that, and then Thank they're you. so helpful, yes. And um, so we had uh, great experiences with young people um, early on, and we still have young women in the store now. Um, uh, currently, though, I have hired uh, one woman who's retired, and another one who's yeah, pretty retired. Both of them. And um, they bring other benef- They bring other skills sets mm-hmm. and experience mm-hmm. with them. So we've got a nice balance going on. Good. Okay. But it's been a challenging year for that, especially this year. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. yes. Yeah. We went several months with um, very little help. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier about that you just can't open a business, put the open sign on the door, and expect people to walk in the door, even though you may have the best thing, That mm-hmm. it's kind of a best-kept secret. That leads us to marketing and social media i mean what is your online presence what have you found that's worked well for your business
0: well like everyone i think we started with facebook um but we're finding that we have more followers on facebook but there's more activity currently happening on instagram so um for the online presence uh that's where our strength really is and um
1: what you have is designed for i for Instagram, if you think about it, hmm? what what you what you sell is just perfect for Instagram.
0: Well, I'll it, be honest you know, with it, because you because
1: it showcases it's eye catching. That's what that's what Instagram's all about.
0: Well, um, I hate to say this, but I'm not so tech savvy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you: is that what those young young those uh, young women come in okay. and they have brilliant ideas? Yeah. That's what's and, okay. Yeah. Um, and they run and past me, and I'm like, wow, that is so great. And um, and they know how to get the message quickly and simply mm-hmm. without a lot of fluff and you know mm-hmm. overworking it and uh so i really appreciate those skills because uh, i don't have them
1: well that's a good <laughs> point about being a business owner recognizing what you can't do
2: mm-hmm.
1: so don't do it find yeah. somebody that can do it yeah efficiently effectively economically what, whatever the case might be but don't think you have to do it all Mm -hmm. find someone to do it because there is someone that can do it
2: yeah yeah Do, do you find that the instagram postings are more uh catered to central ohio or are you getting a lot of business from literally across the country because of
0: that i don't know that across the country is probably the truth um uh, honestly, I think word of mouth. That's the other reason I really love a small community, because if you do things right consistently, the word gets out much right. faster right. In, a, in a small community than it does in the city. Right. Um, you get lost in the city, and I think you have to work harder, spending more money on advertising. Oh, absolutely, probably. probably, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's um,
2: uh, when I was the director of an agency. We got new clients, we got new employers because I was out talking to people and networking and just getting out there to see what was going on, what people needed. That was the only way to really make that. I mean, I could have paid for all kind of print advertising and nobody would have ever seen it. You know, it's in the newspaper once. What does that mean?
0: Uh, Yeah, newspapers are a hit and miss situation. I've learned a little bit over the years that timing um, is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and what part, what service you're going to offer at that time. When do you advertise wedding rings? When do you advertise repair services and sizing services? And, um, and I've hit some just so well that we're overwhelmed with business. And other times, you know, I have to back off to make sure we don't get too much. And so it's a, it's a tricky thing, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. whole newspaper thing. But the newspaper still is a very effective advertising, um, even though the newspapers have shrunk to almost nothing here. Um, it still gets the word out to uh, a segment of the population that might not normally um, walk through my door. Right. You know, they want to get a ring sized. They'll see it that we do it right at the store and we'll get that person mm-hmm. in the door. Is there um, joint
2: advertising between the other businesses in downtown Lancaster?
0: Yeah. One of the most effective campaigns that the DDL Destination Downtown Lancaster um, offered was they started a, a, a Lancaster page and the Hocking Hills guide. Oh, nice. Um, the Hocking Hills have been booking out way in advance for the past several years now currently. And um, this is where we get our clientele from, you know, Cleveland and Cincinnati and Dayton. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're coming in because they wanna be in the woods. They want, you know, they wanna touch nature. And um, on a rainy day in the Hocking Hills, they don't want to go hiking, so they, they pop over to Lancaster, which is one of the closest major towns or cities near the Hocking Hills. That's been wonderful, for, mm-hmm. I think, for the whole downtown.
2: That works really well. Mm-hmm. So um, we've, we've sort of touched on this, and we haven't, I've, I think I just used the word networking once, but really, this small town gives you an opportunity to have a very big network, and um, Tell us about the whether that's been a critical nature as a business owner, finding your jobs, your uh, job seekers, the 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 young women working in the business. Um, Those are sometimes difficult steps for people to take. It's really hard to put yourself out there, and to get the word out to other people about your business because um, they don't understand networking and what's going on. And it's oftentimes hard for women to be good networkers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you've been Isn't doing that some- surprising? Oh, And we're
0: such good talkers. Yeah, when <laughs> we <don't laughs> get understand. together as a group, women ha- always have so much to say. You know, we sound like a gaggle of geese. It's just like, exactly. it's exactly. so much talking going on. And you just go to any restaurant and you can see evidence of that. But... Um, but i did join i did make myself join and i have to say make myself because i do get anxious in intimate relationships with other people um so i would make myself do the trade shows oh yes um yes that the chamber offered and um and you do have to put on and being in a retail storefront you have to put on a there is a persona you have. To, you're you're in the face of the public, and you have to be able to connect with that. And uh, it took me a lot of years to learn to just relax and calm down and mm-hmm. just be with the person who was across from me.
2: Well, and but talking to the person in your shop, mm-hmm. you're very in a, different. Y- yes, you're in a comfortable position. But mm-hmm. going into a trade show, I would go to job fairs. Sometimes you do get overwhelmed, and you mm-hmm. have to you have to behave yourself because you're trying to portray your business as in a positive light.
0: Yeah, and when you have an audience in front of you, you don't want, I didn't want to get too pushy, I didn't want to come off aggressive, right. uh, but I also didn't want to come off passive. So it's the fine line where you're you're, you're just mm-hmm. wanting to be conversational and informative mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, get the message across. Yeah.
1: I think businesses in any community, large, medium, <clears throat> small, forget that you are the business
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're the brand mm-hmm. uh, they know you as the business mm-hmm. as well it's got, as it's got your a, name tr- on it right mm-hmm. right as well right. as a church goer or a member mm-hmm. of this and that sort of thing i think it, it, it as long as you keep that in perspective mm-hmm. it kind of keeps you honest mm-hmm. <laughs> in those events yeah you and know, i think the,
0: that's true for anybody owning a business um, um there are differences though um, when it comes to being a woman-owned business versus a man-owned business, um, a woman shouldn't come across as authoritative, but a man can. Mm-hmm. Um, people see that as a strength, right? But when a woman does it, they don't see it as right. a strength. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there are subtleties, there are differences you in the you can't come
2: off being a mom, to, you know, and you or nasty. Yeah. And so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. How it's have you, you t- handle that? Um, badly sometimes, okay. um, I've had to learn, uh, the hard way, just like anyone. Um,
1: does it frustrate you?
0: It's more of a learning curve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I don't get frustrated. I do by my own, um, actions or inaction. Um, I have to remind myself that I'm a human being first mm-hmm. and, and then, uh, look at it. From, try to look at it from a more objective point of view. How would I like if somebody talked to me like that or pre- presented themselves like that? And um, Maybe getting too emotional sometimes because I get really excited sometimes. I, I tend to get a little dramatic <laughs> <laughs> and excited, especially if the people around me are, are enjoying it and I start to enjoy it a little too much maybe, but um, but I'm learning I'm learning to feel my way through that. So this is where, uh, where the feelings are important and critical to those decisions and how I'm going to behave and uh, present myself. And uh, the more I get in touch with that. And then uh, conflicts with customers, you know, learning to just breathe and allow the customer to be who they are and, and honor their, their complaints and, and then try to offer everything mm-hmm. you can do to, to solve the problem. I've, I've been in the shop when it's just been me
2: mm-hmm. my friend Muriel mm-hmm. and uh, and shout out to Muriel too and shout out to David we have to give a shout out to David before we leave today the man uh, behind the scenes the man behind the scenes <laughs> he's phenomenal um, but um, I've also been in the shop when it, you couldn't get in the door yeah you know during the during the music festival um, there's a Friday night art walk and it's just wall-to-wall people so you are in a secure location with jewelry and people walking in and out of your door that alone would make me
0: nervous oh and it does some of my um, oh my gosh some of the people who work with me hate that night yes uh, because they're so they're so worried about everything for me right right
2: um it it's it can be very dangerous you know and and it's not Uh, you're you're hoping people are there because they are really interested in purchasing something but you don't know so
1: yeah well before we close we always like to ask our guests if they have any words of wisdom not that you haven't already filled this podcast full of words (laughs) Words of of wisdom wisdom. (laughs) but you know maybe suggest some steps that someone should take in creating a new business or do you know resources available to business owners that? whether you took advantage of them initially or you found out about them, is like, yeah, that's helped a lot too. Just those bits of information here at the end, that, um, that that's a nice way to end the podcast.
0: Um, well, for the thing that came to mind for me, for people who are wanting to start a business, get used to hearing the word no. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to happen a lot. And don't let that be the end of your dream. Let it redirect the dream um the other thing would be as much as possible listen to your gut um and and do your homework yeah Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta do the background work before you even open the doors you really have to do the work right yeah that that
2: i think is is critical Mm -hmm. Uh, you've you've given so many great pieces of information during this podcast but one of the things that i I was hearing you say was that you were preparing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, you've got help. Yes, you're networking. Yes, there are people that you may or may not hire or that's providing you with service or mentoring, but you yourself have done the homework you need to do. And I think that's really important for people to hear. You can't just rent space and
0: open the door. And and realize there are lots of people out there who are willing to help you find them. Yeah, find them. And some of them are as close as your family your community mm-hmm. and then your government there are there are resources use it, people like carol i bet carol could direct you to a lot of different I, I, places. you know one of the things that we hadn't really mentioned
2: but that is a great resource in the state of ohio is the, are the small business development centers state of ohio's department of development has small business development centers and they're located all over the state by region um, so i know there's an office in columbus that would take care of central ohio Um, And they do phenomenal work. And you need a marketing plan, there's somebody who's gonna help you do it. Your business plan, somebody's gonna help you do it. Lots of webinars and things that they've done, they put everything online during our lockdowns. And
0: so um, the resources are out there and it's Mm -hmm. all free. Oh, and I wanted to mention one other resource financially, um, because even $1,000 can help when you're starting a business. There are uh, business groups that work with um, groups within most cities that will do uh, short-term loans, small. And some of them can be forgiven um, as a grant. And then others, you know, you might have to pay back. But even a few of those can buy that thing that you wanted Mm -hmm. to make the business better. So, right, Yeah. Well, so listeners,
2: um, thank you, Ava, um, so much for coming. Thank you this for has asking been just me here. so much fun. <laughs> um, but listeners, uh, don't forget we put our, uh, in the show notes, we'll put in a list of all of the things that we've talked about in this podcast, all of the different um, organizations to give you information, but also contact information for Ava Jewelers, exactly. because definitely if you're in central Ohio, you want to take a little buzz down to Lancaster and, and visit her shop. It is worth the hour drive, that's for sure. So (laughs) thank you all for listening. And thank you again.